on. How many of y'all are with me there? Come on. I, I Listen, I don't know where you are in your faith journey. I don't know if you're looking for a home or maybe this is your first day here, your, your, your 50th time here, your second time. I don't know, but I think you found a good place. I think you found your people. I think you found your home. Because here at uh, World Prayer Tabernacle, it's all about God's presence and his people. How many of y'all believe that? And I believe that the presence of God is here, and I was just enjoying that. So thank you, everybody who led us today. And just so honored and so privileged to be here. My name is uh, Rick Paladin, and uh, I'm from Bridge City Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My wife Natalie is here, and uh, we've been uh, we'll be married 34 years in October. And uh, she just follows me everywhere because she digs me so bad she can't live without me. She follows me everywhere, and uh, and so I'm just so thrilled. And so um, she she's I'm just so thrilled that we're here today and able to share with you. How many of y'all are ready for the word today? Come on, how many of y'all? Yeah, come on. Like, listen, when you travel uh, and, and when you get, go places, have you ever noticed um, this sign, like a yield sign? Have you ever seen a yield sign? Okay, you know, at the end of the ramp, you know, you see this yield sign. Now, many people look at the yield sign and they see something different. Many people look at the yield sign and they think it's a time to stop. God bless you right now in Jesus' name. God bless you. Don't raise your hand. Just I see, I, 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 God knows where you are, okay? Now, many people see the yield sign and they take it as an opportunity to speed up. And you can, I can tell which one you are, by the way, you just nodded right there. Come on. Yeah. And, and so, you, so you, you're coming down the ramp, and there's this yield sign there. And the, and the first thing you need to do is you need to see the direction of where the traffic's going. Right? And then you need to assess your place in the traffic and, and how fast it's going, where it's going, how it's going. And then you need to move at a rate of speed until you can find your place in, in, in traffic and go the direction everybody's going. Now, see, many people in, in church, they, they get to the end, they get to the end of the ramp, and they look, and they, they see all the cars coming, and then they, 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 they turn around and face the car, the car's coming at them, and they begin going the opposite direction, and they wonder why their lives are a wreck. But in, in Jesus, what we do is we see the direction of God's people. We see the direction of where God's going. We assess how fast it's going. And it's not my job to stop and say, I think y'all need to slow down a little bit. See, many people want to stop traffic. And I want to stop. I want to figure out where this, where this traffic's going. No, our job is, is to see which way God's people are going. Our job is to, to get moving in a direction, key word. And then we find our place and we get in and we get, we get going. Okay, now, now, for, now, now if you stop at the end of every yield and wait for everything to get perfect, how many of you, things get perfect, you're going to be waiting a long time. And they do. People wait a long time and they wait. And some people, they go the opposite direction. They go against traffic and they wonder why things aren't going well. But I want to tell you today that when we yield to God, we get going with God, and we're going to go in with the flow and see what he's doing and get our lives lined up with God in such a way that honors him. 
See, if we want the we want World Prayer Tabernacle to be a, a, a place of God's presence and his people, which I sense that right now, okay? I can sense that right here. It, it, it's a place of presence. It's a place of people. we got to see the direction and get in line, not judge it all. Well, I don't like the, how fast traffic's going. I don't like these cars like the way they, I don't like the way the cars drive. I don't like the way the cars go. How many of y'all know it's not your job to like it? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's even like worship, like when we do praise and worship, right? And people tell me sometimes, like, well, I just don't like the songs we sing. And I tell them all the time, that's good because it's not your party. See, if I was having a party for you, I'd ask you the playlist. I'd say, give me the playlist, and we're going to play all the songs you like because it's your party, and we want to honor you. But when we're, when, we're, when we're singing God's songs, we're going to honor him, right? We're going to honor him. We're going to like just do like whatever he says we're going to do. That's where we're going to go. That's how we're going to get there. Come on here. See, I'm celebrating uh, uh, 43 years, just this last week on August 14th, 43 years of following Jesus Christ. Come on. Now, I know some of you didn't even think I was that old. Thank you. And I was 15 years old, and I offered Jesus my life, and, 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 and he took it. And I said, whatever you ask me to do, God, count me in. I'm going to do it. For 43 years, I've been following Jesus, and it's been an adventure. And now, see, I'm coming to a place where the adventures turn it into a, it, it's a legacy adventure. And everybody gets to choose their legacy. Y your legacy is not handed to you. You choose it. And you're going to be able to choose what, what you do with your legacy and the adventure that you're in. But it's going to require faith. How many of y'all want to please God? Yeah, so, so here it is. He, Hebrews chapter 11 is without faith you can't, you can't please God. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible to please God without, without, yeah. And, and, and anyone who wants to come to him must believe that he is and he exists and, and he's a rewarder of those who sincerely seek him. And so a people that seek his presence and want his direction are going to find it, right? And because it's going to require faith. So whenever you say the word faith, what you immediately should think of is obstacles. Yeah. Come on. You, 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 it means tension. It means there's going to be a challenge. How many of you ever prayed for more faith? <laughs> What'd you get? <laughs> right? Come on. Yeah. You got the same thing I got. Challenge. You, 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 you got like, like, like a challenge in the spirit here. Come on. But listen, World Prayer Tabernacle is not a place for the comfortable and complacent. It will not, we will not be satisfied with average Good enough, ain't broke, don't fix it, or the status quo. Am I in the right place? See, we're gonna, that means when you have faith, that means you're going to get stretched beyond what you can do because God always invites you to one level above what you can do on your own. That's why it's called faith. And so God's calling us, and I'm using us right now because we is us, and I'm here, okay? I've been eating a lot of, like, Louisiana food the last couple of days, so I'm one of you right now, okay? Come on, yeah. And, and, and so, so listen, we're, we're going we're gonna to need to press on. 
but we're going to need to yield to God. So here's the big idea. Here's the big idea. As World Prayer Tabernacle yields to God, they will survey the promises, see the difficulties, and step out in faith. Here's the big idea I want to give you. As we, as we yield to God, this is what we're going to do. We're going to survey the promises of God. How many of you all know we have a whole book of promises? So we're here to survey the promises. We're here to, yeah, see the difficulties, acknowledge there's difficulties, but we're also going to step out in faith. Come on, I'm excited about this. Come on, you, you know how it is. If you're happy and you know it, no, if you're happy and you know it, tell your face. Come on, somebody, tell your face. Come on, many people don't know. Come on, if you're happy, you know, tell your face right now. Tell, face, we're happy today. Come on. Come on, there we go. I like this place even more right now. Come on, this is it. This is good. Come on, don't be looking at me like that. Come on, smile. There you go. Come on. Yeah. Woo, the room just lit up. Come on. So here we go. We're going to go to Numbers chapter 13. We're going to look at a story in the fourth book of the Bible. And God's people are moving forward into the promises of God in the midst of difficulties. They were on their way from Egypt, which was a place of slavery and captivity. And they were traveling on the way to God's promised land, the promises of God. You know what this is a story of most of our lives right now? We have left Egypt in captivity, but we're not experiencing the fullness of the promises of God yet. So we're, we're in between, and so we're, we're out of Egypt. We're walking out of Egypt, captivity, darkness, pain, but we're walking into the promises of God. So what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? See, so this is the story of our lives right now and where we are here. So Numbers 13, verse 1, the Lord now said to Moses. Who said to Moses? That's right. He said, send out men to explore the land of Canaan, the land I am giving, I am giving, I am giving to the Israelites, God's people. Send one leader from each of the 12 ancestral tribes. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him he sent out 12 men god said send these 12 men here okay and so here is a list of the 12 men to survey the land here's a list of all their names and i'm not even going to begin to start going through all their names but that's all their names there come on you don't see a lot of those names today do you how many i don't see too many people say you know i don't know too many Palties or gals, you know, don't know that. But there's two names on there that look familiar. Which two names look familiar, or you you may know some people. Which which one? Joshua and Caleb. Okay, that's that that sticks out, right? Now, now and you, maybe the Bible's new to you, and and and, and you, th those those two names, Caleb and Joshua, are two names that are very familiar. The rest of the guys we don't remember. We're, we just don't, we don't think about that. I'm going to tell you why in just a little bit. But these, these 12 went out to survey the land and bring back a report. That was their job. Go survey the land, see what God said, see what's there, and bring back a report. That was the job they were given. Okay, that's very important then. They were to survey the promises. Moses gave them instructions to survey the land. He said, see what the land is like. What kind of people, what kind of land, good, bad, camps or walls, what kind of soil, how many trees, and a sample of the produce. This is what they were supposed to do. 
They were to see what kind of land it was. What kind of people are there? You know, few, many, strong, weak. What kind of soil? How many trees? That's what they were supposed to do. See, many times we get an assignment from God and we begin to impose what we want onto the assignment rather than say, God, what is my assignment? See, what is my assignment? What is our assignment? See, see, the word tribe, and right now, you know, I'm going I'm to leave here today and I'm going to go down to World Prayer Tabernacle and preach in Chalmette. And it's pretty cool because tribe means branch. Tribe means a branch. It means of one. And so, th- so you're a tribe here together, and I'm going to go to another one of the tribes. Because together it's of the same branch. It's of the same tree. It's of the same vine. Are you tracking me here? See, if you want an inheritance, you've got to be a part of a tribe. God gave inheritances to tribes. Okay? That's the significance. God's people that get together. That's what he does. That's how he works here. This is what the promises of God were for. Survey the promises here. So many times, we, we, what we have to do is we have to say, God, what have you promised me? You've promised me peace in the midst of chaos. How many of y'all could use a little bit of that? Come on. Yeah, you, you, you promised me that. We have promises for our children that we're still believing God for, our five kids. We, we're, we're, we're believing God for. We have promises for our church. We're still believing God for. Those are promises. So we're constantly surveying the promises of God. But in the midst of surveying the promises, we see difficulties. So in Numbers 13, 27, this was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey, Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful. Their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there. We saw the descendants of Anak. Emphasis added. So so they brought back this report like, yeah, it's good. But the people living there are powerful and they're strong. See, See, the difficulties captured them. They saw the difficulties, and it captured them rather than being captured by God and him saying, I've given you an assignment. How many of you know God has good assignments for you? God doesn't give bad assignments. They're good. They're, they're, they're awesome. But they're challenging. That, that's, the, that's the truth right there. See, faith sees the difficulties. If there were no difficulties, we wouldn't need faith. See, in this right here, what we see here is that, is that they, the difficulties captured them. The obstacles, the, the, the greatness of God was lost because it was so easy be, because they saw themselves on a mission from Moses, not on a mission from God. What we have to see ourselves is we're on a mission from God. I know some of you that are of the older generation, you immediately got the Blues Brothers in your head. Some of you will get that later. Okay, some of you will get it. But, like, we're on a mission from God. That's what we're on, a mission from God. I'm not on a mission from, from Pastor Carl or, or Pastor Chris or, or Nick or, or anybody else here. No, I'm on a mission from God. God's asked us to do this. Settle that in your heart. 
I'm here because God. I'm in covenant with Him. And we're in covenant with one another. And that's how we're going to live. That's how we're going to do this here. See, we we got to get to the point where we're doing some things out of, out of anticipation and expectation of what God is going to do, not out of obligation. Right? I don't, I don't, that whole obligation is like, huh, wonderful. Uh, why are you here? Uh, nobody else will do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's only me. Only if there's only the last one left, I'm going to be here. Who wants to? Who wants to do that? Come on, we're here today out of anticipation and expectation that God is going to do something with our lives. I don't know if it's today or tomorrow or the next day, but I do know this: God is working inside of me. Is He working inside of you today? She settle it. God's working inside of me. God's working with me and in me and for me and through me. Come on here. See, but we got to get rid of negativity. Have you ever been driving down the road, and, and this always happens, and um, and and you hit you you start to veer off the road, and what do you what happens to your car when you just go off the road a little bit? <laughs> And if you're the passenger, that's when you get close to Jesus. You cry out to him. The first words that come out of your ne- mouth are, Jesus. I mean, you, could, you don't even have to be a believer. and you call, you call on him. Especially when you're looking down at your phone. <laughs> right? And you hit those rumble strips. And that's a sign you need to get back on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we have in church is what we need are some grumble strips. Because every time something's going good and somebody begins to grumble, I don't like it, I don't like that, I don't like it. And you wonder why you're out of alignment because you drove on the grumble strips too long. Yeah. Some of you have been doing some grumble stripping. That didn't come out quite right, but it's okay. Come on, somebody. <laughs> come on. Those grumble strips are telling you, get back on. And every time we hear one another grumble and complain and be negative, God's not doing nothing. God's not, God's not going to do nothing with me. Can't work with me. Can't do anything for me. Those are grumble strips. Get your head out of your cell phone and let's move forward. Come on now. <laughs> Kind of woke some of you up right there. <laughs> Come on, that's negativity. And they, 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 God was small, and, and, and their problems were big. But in moving forward in God, when you see difficulties, in, in church life, we have to differentiate between agreement and unity. Agreement and unity are two different things. My wife Natalie and I, believe it or not, we have disagreements. Believe it or not, I know it's hard to believe. I mean, look at me. How could you ever disagree with this? I'm glad we're, ta- we're like kind of leaving soon after this. See, we go to the store, go to the grocery store. And there's times we go to the store and, 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 we have two different goals. 
Natalie wants to make it an experience. She wants to spend time together. Me, I want to beat my time from last week. Come on, somebody. This is good. So there's times we go to the store and we have time, and I get I get the cart, and we just go through, and it it's just a wonderful experience. We stop and we read things we have no intentions of ever buying, and I grab that cart and we just keep going, and then I flex and she grabs the other one. Spend all day at that grocery store. And there's other days, just like maybe we got to get in and, and, and get moving here. We just got to get through. We got to split up. We got to divide and conquer. We're going to conquer this store. I'll meet you at the front. Come on, somebody. So we disagree about how we go through the store, but we have unity. We're going to get us some food. <laughs> Are you with me? See, in church life, we're always going to have disagreements, but make sure we have unity. We're going to go get some promises. We have surveyed the promises. Yeah, we have some difficulties. We're going to do something about it. We're going to fix that, and we're going to move forward. We have disagreements about driving. Yeah. She wants me to drive in the slow lane everywhere. Matter of fact, there's times she says, if you loved me, you would drive in the slow lane. She says that to me. And whenever I am in the slow lane, she always says, I feel so safe and secure. <laughs> and she she has this, she has a sense about the speed limit, which to me is a suggestion. I'm not saying I'm right. I didn't never said I was right, for the record. I'm just saying this is how I think. So there's sometimes we drive in the slow lane all the way there. And there's other times I, I pass vehicles. See, we have disagreements, but we have unity. We're going somewhere. And church, I'm here to tell you, y'all going somewhere. But don't get wrapped up in your agreements. Get wrapped up in your unity. One heart, one mind, one soul, we're going somewhere with this. And as we yield to God, we have to survey the promises of God. This is where we're going. Yes, we're going to see some difficulties. We're going to see some giants. We're going to see some big, incredible giants that are going to be very, very difficult to overcome. But I'm just going to tell you this. There's going to be fear. Fear is the price you pay for making progress. But the point is, is that we're going to step out in faith. Verse 30, Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go out at once and take the land, he said. We can. Everybody say, we can. Yeah, we can certainly conquer it. We can. That means to be able to have power, the capacity. Let's go. Come on, somebody. That's what that is. That's my translation. That's the Pittsburgh, Ridge City translation. Come on, somebody. We're going to do this. Come on, we can do this. See, we can conquer it. But two men had faith. But what kind of faith were they? They must have had perfect lives. They must not have had any problems. Oh, no, let's review who uh, uh, Joshua and Caleb were. Neither were of noble birth. Their fathers and grandfathers were in slavery, and they were raised in slavery. No, track me here. This is, this is, this is it. 
they were lived in poverty. They had no hope, no future in Egypt. They were most likely bullied by Egyptians. They literally witnessed people beaten, killed, and taken advantage of. They were limited education. They were a different race. Does that sound like somebody with a cat, like somebody full of faith? No, but they were an apprentice to Moses. They followed, and they followed big. Listen, God's not, not God is not looking at you according to your past. That was what we. That's that word we heard today. See, we got to go past enthusiasm and hype and get into endurance. I'm not here to hype you today. I'm here to say it's a long, difficult battle, but we're going somewhere with this. Are you with me? And it's going to require faith. And so we're going to survey the promises, see the difficulties, but it's time to step forward in faith. What kind of men does Jesus choose? What kind of men did Jesus choose? Let's take a look at this. Impulsive, temperamental, easily offended. All the pre- Oh, no, let's, let's have fun. Every time I say one of these words, and I'm talking about you, raise your hand. Impulsive. Oh, come on, somebody. Tell the truth. Shame the devil, some of y'all. Temperamental. Easily offended. All the prejudices of your environment. Awkward. Okay, there we go. Limited abilities. Okay. Slow to comprehend spiritual things. Ignorant and unlearned, according to the world's standards. But, but. They were teachable, had big hearts, and were willing to confess their need. Yeah, we're all those things. So what you're saying is, is like, okay, God can use me. I'm going to see beyond my circumstances and begin to look there because our past history does not determine our future. Our faith and obedience to God's word does. See, God's not asking us to try harder, but he's asking us to, to have faith more. Let's have faith in what he's doing. Verse 31, the other men had explored the land. They disagreed. We can't go up. They're stronger than we. So they spread a bad report. And, 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 and pretty soon, all of the people were huge, not just a few. See, some saw the difficulties, and they couldn't move forward. Some, see, ten spies compared themselves with the giants, and two compared the giants with God. Yeah. You see, we think God is calling us to be more independent and self-sufficient, and really God's calling us to be more dependent and interdependent on one another, and more together He is sufficient for us. Come on, are you with me? See, yeah, it's time to step out in faith, and there's always going to be a faith challenge here. We have to decide, are we going to be the other men, the other men and women? Or are we going to be the ones people remember? Yeah. Yeah, come on. What's the story you want to be told about World Prayer Tabernacle? Five, ten. 20 years from now. What's the story? The devil can't stop what's happening. Only the people in the room can. The devil has no power. I've I've, I've been doing this for 40 plus years. 
And if you're looking for a way out and you're looking for a way to get offended and, and a reason why you, why, you, why you don't have to do it, you'll find one. But I'm here to tell you today that we have a reason. His name is Jesus, and he's called us. And so we're going to survey the promises. We're going to see, yeah, there's difficulties. But we are going to step forward in faith. That's what faith does. We're going to step forward together with one heart and one mind and one soul and watch what God will do. Forty years ago, sitting in a basement in a Holiday Inn. That's where Nat Natalie and I met in church. It was like a 12, 15 people. And here we are 40 years later, living a dream. But you know what? It's not my dream. It's God's dream. I'm not living my dream. When I say, I'm living the dream. I don't know what that means. God has a dream for his church. God has a dream for his people. That's what I want to be involved in. Let's decide we're going to be a part of what God's doing. Here it is. If what we are believing does not require sweat, tears, supernatural faith, sleepless nights, more money and people than you have right now, Holy Spirit help, all the powers you've got and others, then it's too small. Lord, I just pray right now, Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord God, Lord God, that you would move in this place right now, move in this place. If you're here today and all you're saying and all you're saying is I want to step forward in faith with one heart and one mind into the promises of God with World Prayer Tabernacle, just stand to your feet right now. That's all you're saying. I want to take a step of faith. I don't know what your step of faith is, but it just you're just saying I'm willing to just take a step of faith. That's all you're saying. So God, I pray over every person standing right now. Lord God, I ask you, Father, to use them. Lord God, use this people, Lord God. Mold them, make them, Lord God. Allow faith to arise. Let this house please and honor you with their faith, Lord God. Lord God, let this be a place, Lord God, where